This Rock Talk podcast recording is an interview and opinion product that is the property of rocksubculture.com, all rights reserved. Rocksubculture.com is not responsible for any statements or opinions expressed by the guests of this programme. Welcome to Rock Talk, the official podcast for rocksubculture.com. Each podcast features interviews with special guests to discuss all aspects of popular music. Rocksubculture.com travels the globe to experience, review and archive live concert events. Interview those involved in producing and performing a variety of genres of popular rock music as well as find and learn about related studio and stage-use artifacts and memorabilia. Now, let's join our host, Jason DeBoard. Welcome to the program, and today I'm talking to Chloe Chides from the band Kitten. So, hello and welcome. Hello. Hey. So I've actually seen you live a couple times. I saw you open for No Doubt at one of their shows at the Gibson Amphitheater late last year. And then um, I saw you again opening for Garbage at the last show they did on their U.S. tour in Vegas earlier this year. Actually, I got your autograph because I talked to you for a few minutes afterwards. The funny thing is at the No Doubt show... While you were performing, you're, like you had a necklace that flew flew off you and actually hit me in the head, and I gave it to one of the roadies to get back to you. So, um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, I never got that back. Yeah, high energy show. So, thank you. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the new EP that you guys just released last week, Like a Stranger? Yeah, I think it's sort of an an extension of what we've been listening to lately, and where our influences have been taking us. It's very uh, very new wave post-punk but that I think it also incorporates different elements of sort of the new music that we've been listening to as well like some of the R&B shoegaze stuff that we've been also listening to so yeah yeah so I'm kind of curious about it so are you, you're 18 right now right 18 years old yeah. so you weren't even born in the 80s so how did you come about kind of finding that music and discovering it not having grown up with um, it like what's what's it like for you to kind of have gone back and found that music yeah well it's kind of ironic because my dad actually he raised me on a lot a lot of classic rock um a lot of Martha Hoople and David Bowie and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that so I did sort of uh, my rebellion was to was uh was to get into more sort of pop synth music you know and I think um that was always sort of funny to me because that's something that I discovered myself. And I think because he was showing me so much music and he was in a punk band when he was younger. So he was, he was uh, kind of shoving all this sort of rock down my throat, which <laughs> was always going to be my foundation. But um, that's, that was sort of my own, my own branching off. And then I think I also just really like a lot of his keyboard sounds, um, a lot of the warmth and those tones. And I just, yeah, I really like old keyboards as well. So. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because having seen you live and listened to your um, previous EP, it was, you know, you definitely have a real rock sound, but the new EP, it sounds, it actually sounds a lot 
I mean, I can definitely hear the 80s influence, and it, it, you know, you definitely hear like it's a more clean sound, I think, than what I was expecting. But I love it because the 80s, you know, that's when I grew up, so that's sort of like my favorite decade of music is the 80s music. So I totally oh, dig cool. your new EP. Oh, thank you. Are you planning to have a full album come out later this year? Yeah, yeah, it's just um, around April. Okay, so early um, next year. Yeah. Okay, and then I, you, did you open for Gary Newman this week? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I had a friend that was there. How how was that? <clears throat> um, it was good. I mean, to be honest, we had some technical difficulties. We didn't get so much of a sound check, and we have a lot of stuff to check. So there was some, and I guess the PA went out, and we didn't have a sound guy. There were a couple of just, you know, again, boring stuff that went wrong, but. <laughs> Overall, it was cool. Um, uh, the Nine Inch Nails guitar player came out. Yeah. Um, and, and that was really cool. So yeah, it was it was awesome, and it was it was just cool to see to see one of my, you know, one of my, our our biggest influences, I guess. Yeah. That so was cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then you guys, I know you were you were going to tour with Charlie XCX, and then um, she went to go open for Paramore, but I know that those dates were just rescheduled. So I know yeah. people are going to want to look out for that. I'm planning to see yeah. you at Slims in San Francisco. I think it got moved to like November 1st, if I remember right. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking it's forward to seeing time. you guys again. I mean, definitely, you know, it's funny because I have a lot of friends on Facebook that are really into music that live in other cities and stuff. And people are always bringing up your band to me, which is funny because it's, it seems like whenever you guys play live and someone sees you, you you like instantly turn them into fans. I mean, do you, do you kind of find that's your experience oh, you. talking to people? Um, yeah, I, mean, I definitely, I definitely think that that's a huge or know that that's a huge part of, of this project, you know, yeah. um, I said project as if I'm outside <laughs> of it, but, um, you know, it's a huge part of, part of our, part of our band, um, is, is our live show. And I think that's the only, that's the only aspect of, of your music that you can really control. Right. Press will come and go and, you know, radio will come and go, but I think if you have a steady um, fan base live and if you have a steady connection with your fans live, that that's not something that can never go away. Yeah. Um, and that isn't cycle, so. Yeah, so do you enjoy performing live more than recording in the studio? Uh, they're two different beasts. You know, yeah. um, I mean, a, a lot of times I like to think of it, I think you make an album, you make an album to play it live. I think for, for me, um, I think that's, that's sort of the reward, you know, right. I think obviously touring is, is, um, is stressful and strenuous and all of that, but it, for the most part, it's, it's a, it's, you know what I mean? Your only responsibility is to play the music you made to people who want to hear it. Hopefully. So right. I think that's, that's that's really the reward for me. But I, but then again, when I'm recording, and especially when when I first write a song, when I first make a beat, or I first create some sort of vibe, that's always really exciting. Um, and it's it's just as fulfilling as playing live. So, you know, they're different animals. Yeah. So so, what is your process for making new music? Like, are you always thinking of of new things, or is it something where you sit down and you say, okay, now we're gonna make music, or is it just like an ongoing, continuous, you know, flow of ideas? It's definitely an ongoing, um, an ongoing process. I mean, I don't think there's a moment where you're not thinking of 
of the next thing you want to do. I mean, I know a lot of artists say that, but it's true. And it's like for me, especially now, well, since because of Taurus, that's what I mean, we're making videos. But I mean, pretty much all get up every day and, and work on Ableton and, um, and either take take whatever sort of vibe that I just, that doesn't have lyrics yet or is only a beat or whatever and um, and bring it to an acoustic guitar and sort of write around that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just I'll just sing over what I've made, you know. But usually, I mean, a typical day where I'm not doing interviews or I'm not, um, or I'm not, you know, doing a shoot or something like that is, yeah, I'll get up and I'll just, I'll just go back and forth between watching an episode of Breaking Bad and writing, you know, <laughs> especially because yeah. for the new record. Yeah. And then I think after after that after we ha- after the song is is fully written it's it's brought into the, it's brought to the band and then they sort of transform it and we're all and we're writing as well so yeah it's just sort of you know always always moving yeah process. yeah so you mentioned Breaking Bad like do you have any uh, like pop culture influences outside of music like film and television that you're really into that kind of um, give you ideas or you know just that you enjoy. Yeah, I think, um, like, Helmet Newton is, Helmet Newton is photography, um, uh-huh. particularly, um, and it's, it's funny because I think it was actually my mom, I was trying to explain to her the concepts behind, behind, like, a stranger and all of our visuals and everything, and she was like, that sounds like Helmet Newton, and I was like, <laughs> what, I've never heard, who, what do you, who is that guy, and she showed me all of his imagery, and I just, it just, I was, it blew my mind, and I was like, this is, this is exactly what, I'm inspired by it. Like, oh, this is wow. what I was always looking for in different ways. And it's funny because no one my age knows the name. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, or at least as far as I know, I mean, my friends and I, my friends are photographers and they're into all these things and they don't know who that is. So it's just, um, it, you know, it's funny to, 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 to hear this name that's so popular that I didn't know. But anyway, so him, I'm really influenced by, um, I think, uh, Madonna's, Madonna's videos and sort of her justify my love and erotica period. Uh-huh. Are, are also really inspiring to me. Um, yeah, so I think I, I don't a lot of um, a lot of fashion. I guess you know I think um, a lot of chic kind of you know black and white high fashion inspires me. And um, and then as as far as movies, yeah, yeah, mainly that what that is what helped me kind of create in his own world and not hold it on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, have you had a chance to travel outside of the U.S. yet, Torian, or just just within the states? Yeah, we went well, Canada and the U.K. Okay. Um, so, we've been there. It was great. I really like Toronto. Actually, we went there with Paramore. It was, it was awesome. I thought it was going to be some small Canadian town. <laughs> it's a big urban city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, it's a big giant city. I didn't know what to expect, but it was really cool. And the UK is awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine as you guys keep blowing up, you're going to have opportunities to go to different countries and stuff. And I, I bet you'll Hopefully. you'll find some influences just you know experiencing those different cultures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I really want to go to Tokyo. I feel like when I the day I step on Tokyo's land, I'll, I'll know I made it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and then I read you have a, a musical mentor, and your your manager is Chad Anderson. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so the very like matter of fact, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, has he done like is it helpful to have someone that can kind of like guide you and and look out for your interests and and whatnot? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I've known Chad since I was 
since I was five. You know what I mean? Oh, like, um, cool. and he's not. The thing was, he's not some. He didn't. Uh, we didn't. Our relationship didn't didn't come about because I had a meeting with him in his right. office in Beverly Hills. Yeah, you know? like a lot of like a lot of meetings I've had, uh, you know, go down. So it was like he used to come over for Thanksgiving and he used to he showed me a lot of music. Like for, I mean, you know, he introduced me to, to just really classic records and a lot of stuff that you now, like we would mix and um, and Tears of Fears and a lot of stuff that I really love. Um, cool. And and yeah, so I mean, he you know he really fights for for the band because he's not really attached to any any company or anything like right. that. Right, so, right. He's yeah. he's genuinely looking out for your interests. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I know we're we have just a little bit of time. Could you tell me a little bit about the other members of your band? Yeah. Um, well, Lucas, the drummer I met, um, we met at a friend's house at this party like two years ago. And my uh, the drummer I was playing with had just left, and things weren't really working out. And he joined the band, and um, he basically brought in all of his friends who I knew, but didn't didn't know if they could, you know step up to the part. I don't know what I thought, but I wasn't sure if they could, if, if they wanted to even make music me. Right. It was really cool. Um, and then he just brought in all his friends and, uh, and now, you know, that's, that's kidding. And cool. All kind of like, you know, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today. And, uh, yeah, no I'll, I'll be catching you guys again in San Francisco in a couple of months. So I'm looking forward to seeing you oh, guys yeah, totally. perform live again okay. and, uh, good luck with you Thank and congratulations. You on all your success. You. I know you guys are getting like a ton of really good press that you guys definitely deserve because you're just kind of this young band that came out of nowhere and, and you're showing the older people how it's done. So oh, <laughs> it's pretty you cool. So <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, take care. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our program, Rock Talk. For the latest gig archives, articles and features about popular music and concert events around the world, please visit us online at www.rocksubculture.com.